0: If there is one thing that every buyer does, it is that they make sure that they are squeezing every cent of profit out of every floor set or collection that they possibly can. No emotion attached, just pure profit. And that is the mindset I want you to have right now as we're going into our busiest, most profitable quarter of the season. Really, it's the most profitable six weeks of the year for you. So I want you to kind of pause all the things that you've been doing to get ready to launch your collection or to get that collection out the door to your buyers. And I want you to just stop, listen to this episode with a pen and paper, because you're probably going to hear maybe one or two things that I talk about that you could stop and do right now in your business to really think like a buyer and evaluate where you stand now with the inventory and the collection that you have on hand, how can you drive more profit? So it's a little bit of a meaty episode. I take you through five kind of categories or steps of things that I evaluate right now when we're on the precipice of going into that busy season, because you can and you will be able to find more pockets of profit and sanity in Q4 if you do these things before you go into the chaotic season towards the end of November. So you do have time to make those changes. So grab your pen, keep doing what you're doing, but have that notebook handy. I think you might have some takeaways from this episode. I hope you find it valuable. And so let's chat. Hey friend, quick question for you. Are you feeling stuck with how to get your brand to stand out on FAIR? I'm asking you because as a buyer myself, I can tell you that there are just so many brands out there vying for the attention of these buyers, but I know that your brand has something so special and it needs to be seen. I put together a private podcast for you that goes deeper into what buyers are really looking for on the FAIR platform and how you can stand out from the crowd to grow your wholesale business and really land those dream buyers. So If this resonates with you, head to the link in the show notes for instant access. Hey, product friends, welcome back to the Buyer Side Chat podcast, where I take you inside the mindset of a buyer to help you scale your product business profitably. I'm your host, Kristen Fisher, and I am so glad that you're here spending some time with me today. When I was thinking about what I wanted this week's episode to be, I was like, okay, what am I working on right now? What am I personally going through? And we're all in it, right? We're at the end of October. We're about to be like really in it. We've been in it, but now we're about to be really, really in it. And one of the things that I always go back to, particularly right before I launch a collection is, okay, I've been going 100 miles per hour trying to get this collection from concept to reality, I've been working with my team to get content ready and all the things, right? And I always stop and say, okay, stop the chaos, stop the craziness. Am I maximizing my profit opportunities? Am I going into this season with my best foot forward so that I come out on the other end with the most profit possible? Because at the end of the day, this is something that if you don't pause and stop and like reevaluate what you're doing, you could be leaving money on the table. And right now, we actually can impact our performance for holidays. So you might have already bought all your inventory, made all your inventory, got all your packaging here. You know, hopefully you've left some money open and you have a little bit of room in your budget or you're open to buy, to buy some more in season or make some more in season so that you're you have some flexibility based on your sales trends. If not, I'd recommend doing that. <laughs> but for the most part, you've got it all, right? You've got your photography done, your copy done, it's all done, or you're, or you're scrambling to finish it, which, you know, even though as prepared as I may sound, I'm oftentimes also still scrambling for one, if not a lot of pieces and parts of my business. So like, don't be fooled. Just because I've got a podcast about it doesn't mean I've got it all together. But I know what I should be doing, right? And that's half the battle. We all know what we should be doing. But what I'm here to talk about are it's not just what you should be doing. It's something that is really important when you want to take your business from hobby or creative outlet to scaling, like badass business owner. I'm scaling my business. I am not just doing this for fun. I'm doing it because I love it. I'm doing it because it's fun for me, but also it's my business. It's my livelihood. If it's not my livelihood yet, I want it to be. And so... This is whenever kind of the rubber meets the road and you're about to go into your biggest eight weeks of the year, probably six weeks, your biggest six selling weeks of the year are right around the corner from you. It's the opportunity to pause all the chaotic things that have been going on and say, as a CEO of my business, as the leader of my business, can I make more profit with the product and the inventory and the assortment and the marketing plan that I have set ahead of me to round out this year and come out really strong and have it be my best holiday ever. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about some of the questions that I ask myself, some of the questions that I ask my clients that I work with one-on-one whenever we're going through preparing for their upcoming holiday season. The reason that this is an important thing to kind of pause and think about is because it's what a buyer does. A buyer does not have all the emotion that Small business owners have because when you've you know brought your business to life, whenever you're the creator and the you know you're the doer of all the things, you wear all the hats, you have that emotion tied into it. It's it's nearly impossible to not have the emotion tied into it. A buyer for a corporate company, there's a little bit of emotion. Sometimes it's ego, you know, if you think that you're right on the collection, but it's really uh, it's a job. You know, it's yes, it's your career, but you're not playing with your own wallet, your own bank account, right? <laughs> so there's a lot less emotion in there and you're really in full-on business mode and you're like, you you can easily say, yes, no, I'm doing this, I'm doing that because at the bottom line, at the end of the day, you are there to make profit and drive the business forward. And so I take that approach with my business as much as possible. Obviously, I have emotion tied into my business where maybe I had less, way less emotion Tied into the business is when I worked, you know, in the corporate side of things. But it's something that I really encourage you to t- try and tap into, even if it's just occasionally, whenever you know that you need to really put on that business owner hat and make those profit decisions, like set the emotion aside, look at it frankly, black and white and evaluate your business from a bird's eye view, and you'll be better off for it, especially as you scale and bring a team on, you have to make those kind of hard decisions. So this is why I'm bringing this topic in now, because we do have time to make changes for holiday, whether it's making changes, whether it's adding some things into your business, but there's just opportunities with where you're at today when you have a few weeks we're you know we're about a month away from Thanksgiving so whether your collections launching next week or this week or it's already launched or not you still have time to make impact and change the trajectory of your business for the next you know two months ahead of us so i'm going to talk through five things that i recommend doing now as you're about to go into the true holiday season okay the first and most important thing is what are those must win hero products in your collection? So these are like the, the ones that you've bought the most of, or you've made the most of from an inventory perspective. It could be kind of those core pieces that really pull the collection together. These are your North star five products or so five to 10 products that you will basically make all these decisions around from now until the end of the year. Because those are the ones that they're like the make or break products. They're your must win products. If you don't perform well with those, you have a lot of risk in your business. Okay. You know, I've talked about this, the 80-20 rule. Everybody talks about it for different things because it is so true. But 20% of your collection drives 80% of your sales. That is pretty, 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 pretty consistent (laughs) across any business, any size. So just those tippy top products are the ones that really are the make or break products. So this could be one item for you if you have a really small collection. It could be like, let's say you make uh, skincare and you have a serum that is like your go-to serum. And then you have like 10 other products. Identify the one that's like your bread and butter product. You could have maybe five or your top 10. Those are probably more accurate numbers whenever you have a broader product range, but not too humongous. So when it comes to the corporate side of things, just to give you a little perspective, because sometimes we get really honed in on, well, how could I possibly pick five products? I have so many. And sometimes you might not be at the point yet where you're buying or making in a tiered way, where you just are buying everything at the minimums or making the minimums and you aren't taking a stand on what you believe in. And then that makes it hard for some of these decisions going into a season. But from a corporate perspective, we would identify for the entire company, the top 25 investment products, every floor set. And then we'd break it down further. We'd say, okay, here's the top 25. Let's tier it off even further and go to the top 10 or the top 15. And then we would really look at how much we were buying in those, how much margin, how much profit we were going to make from those top performers. So it was inventory units, inventory dollars, our expectations from a sales and margin perspective. We would dig into those. And then we take it a step further and look at the composition, how many tops, how many bottoms, you know, what's the ratio of the attributes within those. I mean, it got really detailed. So imagine a billion dollar company is sitting down looking at 10 to 15 products and making sure that the buying team has nailed the investment on those because they know that those top 10 to 15 products are actually gonna be the most important ones. And that funneled from there, that list would be sent to the marketing team, to the web team, to the creative teams to really get the message out there into the floor set and it would trickle down to the stores. So the reason I'm telling you this, the reason I just rambled for a few minutes about that is because it's important sometimes to kind of level set and say, okay, if a major company is doing that, there's absolutely no reason why I shouldn't be doing that too. That doesn't mean you need to pick 10 to 15 products and do all that you know, analysis, but you should be really clear and able to articulate what your top five most important products are in your collection, okay? So focusing on those, now take a look at, okay, let's actually, let me back up. If you don't know those yet and you don't have a tiered inventory strategy yet, I've talked to clients that are seven-figure business owners, multi-six-figure business owners that don't do this. So if you're not doing it, it's okay. You know, you can still get there, but there's so much more profit potential if you do start to take some of these approaches. But right now, with what you have made, what you have on order. If you don't have any tiering done, that's okay. But identify what you think are the most important products to the collection. And, you know, that can be from a a marketing perspective, what are the ones that, you know, are going to be the most attention grabbing and also what products kind of replicate sellers from the past that you know, without a shadow of a doubt, are going to be the most popular items. So once you have clarity on that, if you start to look at how much inventory you have, you might want to say, this could be a risk. Maybe you don't need to go buy more inventory or make more inventory right now. But what you can do is you can reach out to your suppliers to get more materials ready to go, or you can make sure you have enough supplies on hand to make more and You can create a schedule for yourself of, okay, by this date, I will evaluate my inventory and I might need to make more. So this is gonna be my calendar for myself for making it, or this is when I'm gonna pull the trigger to buy more from the brand, or I'm gonna buy more from the supplier, wherever you may get your product from. But make sure you have a timeline from them so that you know... By this date is when I'm able to get more to impact holiday sales. Because you don't want to place that order December week two, you're probably not going to get back in stock. So I, for me and my business, what I always do is my top products, I make sure I have a clear plan, a clear timeline from my suppliers, from my brands of, okay, Black Friday's here. If I place an order by the Wednesday after Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, if I get a reorder to you, what's the best possible turnaround time so that I know that I can get into more, okay? They might say, that's too late, you're not gonna get it, then you evaluate. But I want you to look at your inventory levels in those things, okay? Because that's the most important thing. You wanna make sure you actually have the product on hand to make the sale. Okay, so that was very lengthy, but I think it is extremely important to just understand that inventory perspective. So that was kind of, to be honest with you, that's kind of one and two combined. Number one being identify those must-win products. And number two, evaluate the inventory that you have in those top products to make sure you can support your sales plan for the whole season and you have a reorder strategy so that you can get back into it. Now, the third thing is, let's evaluate your marketing. So I'm not saying go through each and every nuanced Instagram post and blah, blah, blah. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying here is, are you covering those top, let's just say five products for the ease of the conversation. Let's just say, are you covering those top five products in your marketing that you are putting out there as the brand? So in your Black Friday, Cyber Monday planned messaging, in your weekly messaging, in your gift guides, you should be talking about those top five products nonstop because your customer should know that those are the products that you were like, you need to buy these. This needs to be on your your gifting list, or you need to buy this for yourself. This is the perfect self-purchase item. Like Over and over and over again, you should be so sick of talking about those top five products in your branding, okay? Because You want to make sure that there's no confusion because it's not just you out there pushing holiday marketing. It is everybody out there pushing holiday marketing and like amplifying it times 10. People are posting more, they're emailing more, they're showing up on stories more, they're on Pinterest, they're in all the places times 10 of what they normally are. And so you're competing with all that. So you want to make sure your customer is super clear on those top five products and If you don't have your marketing fully fleshed out yet, that's okay too, but take a look at what you could layer in. So let's just say you're doing gift guides and it's a blog post, it's an Instagram story, it's posts, it's reels, it's emails. You're kind of like splattering it everywhere. You would want to take those top five products and have at least one of them represented in each part of your gift guide so that your supporting cast of product is in there layered in and literally that, a supporting cast to make that one hero product look really good. Because I'm not saying you should only have, you know, those five products. You should have your full collection, but they all need to be cohesive and supporting the must wins. So take a look at what you have planned and make sure you have those peppered in and you're talking about them pretty regularly. I'd also say, take a look at what's been working for you in the last, you know, few months, three months and look at how you're showing up. It's really easy to just kind of like check the box, but it's so important when you're evaluating your marketing, you know, to just say, okay, what's actually working for me? You get really hung up on, you know, I post on Instagram all the time. I'm not really seeing results, but like, I know I'm supposed to be. I do this a lot too. It's like, I, I, you know, have someone that helps me with social. She doesn't do all my social. And then sometimes I'm pressuring myself because I'm like, I haven't posted, but like, does it really matter? Is that really moving the needle or is doing that outreach for gift guides, moving the needle, you know, or like getting more PR, doing more collabs, those kinds of things. So for you, I would just take a look at, it could be the last three months. It could be year to date. It could even be going back to last holiday season and refreshing your memory on what worked well for you then to see what you could be doing, maybe what you're missing in the next eight weeks. Your time is going to be more limited. So the the decisions that you make about what you are focusing on need to be crystal clear and they need to have an ROI attached to them. It doesn't have to be you're going to get a sale from every single thing, but The things that you're spending your time on, are they actually going to result in moving the needle forward in your business or are you checking a box? So some things to really make sure you've nailed down are, well, I should maybe say this, here are some suggestions on things that you could take a look at knowing what I know from my own business, but you probably have some things that work well for you. So I've already kind of mentioned some of them, but email, hands down, biggest most important thing that you should have up in your business. Obviously you want to have all your automated emails updated and, you know, looking good for, for holiday so that they make sense. There's a lot of opportunity that just lies within those, but are you emailing regularly enough and consistently enough? So that's one that's like, no matter what your business is, that's an avenue to focus on. Another one for me is Pinterest. I've been posting for, or my team's been posting for Pinterest for months now with the focus on holiday. So hopefully that will be kind of up and running by then, but you don't want to lose sight of Q1 being right around the corner. So if you know that you have an audience on Pinterest, like get that holiday collection up there now, right now, because you might see some traction by the time December rolls around. So that whole month of November, you can be in the algorithm. So get that up there now and start pinning for Q1 too, which I don't mean to throw you over the edge about that, but that's just something to not lose sight of because that can really move the needle in your business. Collaborations, doing giveaways with other brands, that could be something that works well for you. And PR, it's not too late for gift guides. You can always get added to gift guides that already exist. So you might be late for the brand new start of the gift guide, but you might see a gift guide that's out there and there's no harm in reaching out to the editor and saying, like, hey, can you add me to this? Like, I have an affiliate program. But I'd love to be in your gift guide. Last year, this happened with me and I got into Real Simple, like their top Christmas gifts for 2022. It's now been renamed to 2023. So that gift is going to be on there again. Hopefully it doesn't get knocked off, but... I was able to get on that gift guide after it had already been published and I sold out of that gift box multiple times. I reordered it multiple times in season to be able to stay in stock. And that was so freaking awesome. So those are just some things for you to evaluate your marketing in looking at your top five products. Make sure that they are covered in your marketing plan and evaluate your needle movers in marketing from a visibility perspective what are the things that you want to make sure when things get really crazy that you just know the one or two things that will move the needle in your business so you can focus on those and not worry about getting that post up on instagram if that does not work well for you okay so we've talked about your top five products we've talked about your investments we've talked about your marketing so those are the kind of first three things The next one, I love this one, this is all about your customer experience. So if you haven't listened to the episode last week with Carrie Fitzgerald, definitely go back and listen to that because she drops a lot of great tips on a customer experience that will help your brand to stand out. One thing in particular with going into the holiday season that I want to make sure you're thinking about, and now is the perfect time to do it because you don't have that rush of traffic to your site yet, it's really looking at where you can optimize your website. So in other words, are you making it really easy for your customer to convert? You want them to be able to give you their money without even thinking, right? (laughs) So things that you want to think about, like, are you answering any questions or Um, aversions that a customer may have or objections maybe is the right word for that, are you answering that before they even have a chance to ask the question, like those subconscious things? For example, like, will this get here in time? How do I use the product? Is this, do other people like this product? Is this a trustworthy brand? So kind of going through your website with an unbiased perspective and just looking through that, will... Help you to decide if there's some opportunities or some information you could add to your site that will make it really crystal clear for your customer. Um, Another thing to think about is just how to make it really easy for them to do their gift shopping. Obviously, this is not like new news that you're hearing first on the podcast. (laughs) Here on the buyer side chat, I'm dropping this knowledge, but it's all about like, okay, they're in the gifting mindset. So for you, maybe your brand is definitely a personal. Item that's like a skincare or something, but do you have some products that could be great gift bundles, and then you could upsell them with something for themselves, or or vice versa? Like you're selling them that skin serum that we talked about earlier, but then can you do a little mini bundle that is an app that you install install in Shopify just for the holiday season? That's like an upsell app. So. You could say, You bought that serum before you check out. Do you want to add this little mini bundle of a hand cream and a lip balm? It's our, our best sellers and perfect for stocking stuffers. Like things like that will get people to just spend a little bit more and increase that average order value. And obviously, in, in turn, increasing your profit and your overall sales. So, some other things like you just want to figure out how you can encourage them to come back and shop with you again. Spread the word about you. So think through your customer experience, not only from a website optimization perspective, but also that post-purchase perspective. So your post-purchase emails, what's the verbiage you're using in there? So I started to allude to the fact on the marketing side of, okay, can you update those existing post-purchase flows to be more holiday specific? So you can add some things in there where they know, hey, if you share your this with your friend, you get a little holiday bonus, or you know, uh, extra things that just get them to come back to shop with you again because people will shop multiple times from you throughout the holiday season if they are obsessed with your brand. So thinking through your post-purchase experience with emails, your packaging inserts, can you have a seasonal specific packaging insert that will get someone to share about your brand online and, you know, or get them to come back, like say, here's another discount if you want to get you know, an order in order by X date. Like you could put those dates on that insert because that reminds them, Oh yeah, I do actually need something else. You know what I'm saying? So those are some, some little tips, but think through that for your brand. What makes sense from a holiday season perspective that you could tweak to be ready for holiday and have it be super relevant for your customer? Because it's kind of low hanging fruit. A lot of brands don't update those things for holiday. They just focus on acquiring the new customers, but you want your existing customers to come back and continue to shop with you. So the easier you can make it for them to continue to shop with you after they've made a purchase or they have purchased with you this year, attract them to come back and purchase for you again. It's way easier to get that sales from from those existing customers. Okay, so the fifth one, you're probably sick of me talking about this. I feel like I talk about this all the time, but it is so important, Okay evaluate your own life and the support that you need going into these next six to eight weeks. This is just so important. I know I've talked about this before, but I'm going to reiterate it here because this is where this is where the magic happens. When you feel better, your business is better off because of it, because you are then able to lead your team from a healthier mindset, a better headspace, you are more energized. Therefore, they will be more energized. If you're operating solo, you're going to make better decisions. And I know it's so much easier said than done, because if we all know, you know, one thing, it's that entrepreneurship is a roller coaster from day to day, within the same day, within the same week. If you have a bad day or two from a sales perspective or a customer is rude or whatever it may be, it can really set you on a spiral. So it's, it's really important right now, right at the precipice of going into this busy season to get into some, some mindset habits that will help you to feel better, but also to outsource some things from your life. Okay. So let's talk first streamlining your operations. I can't say this enough, but what can you do now that will help you for Black Friday weekend and beyond? So like, taking bundles that you've made for the website. For example, get all the bundles ready to go. So they're kind of a grab and go item, get your shelves ready and super optimized to get those orders out the door quickly. So for me, we are a gift wrapping gift box business. So it's extremely time intensive. So a lot of prep work is done up front to gift wrap product and have it sitting on the shelves. So it's just building the boxes from the build a site. The curated gift boxes, we wrap and box them and have them ready to go. So it's literally just pulling it off the shelf, writing the card and shipping it. It makes life so much easier the more you can streamline. Even things like reorganizing the product that you have, the way your studio is set up, Inside the Facebook group, the Buyer Side Chat, I let's see, was it was it the Facebook group, the Buyerside Club, I mean, or was it on Instagram? I think it might have been on Instagram actually. I had posed this question a couple weeks ago and one of my followers responded and she said, I just reorganized my entire studio to be like ready for holiday and I feel so much better. And that is just such a great tip. So if you haven't done that yet, get all the clutter out of there, get all the things that have nothing to do with holiday out of there, set it up so that it's a more calm space for you and it is optimized to make your orders move really smoothly. You also wanna look at what you can outsource from your life. I know I've talked before about outsourcing for your business, but I wanna talk about outsourcing for your life I've also probably talked about this too, but I'm just so passionate about it. Can you hire a cleaner to come in once a month? Can you schedule HelloFresh or batch and freeze food? Can you hire a babysitter or a mother's helper to come in and help while you're working and they can help your kids after school or shuttle your kids around to their different events. Or maybe there's a family member that could help you or your neighbor that you know has some more free time potentially that could help you with that. Are there household basics that you can set up on auto delivery so that you don't have to think about, is my Nespresso coffee running out? It just shows up magically on your doorstep. The more you can kind of streamline and automate and outsource your life, the better you'll be And You're probably going to keep those things in place well beyond the holiday season. But those are some tips that really have helped me during the holiday season. I have a business that is fully centric around holiday. So I have really figured out <laughs> how to make my holiday season streamlined. The last thing is scheduling some self-care or things that light you up. So preemptively book some massages, schedule your workouts, and put them on your calendar. Put things like this on your calendar so that you you know, know that on every other Thursday you are doing something that makes you feel good. Scheduling time that you're going to call a friend or plan out what books you're gonna read, or whatever it may be, just schedule it on the calendar so that you're forcing yourself. Because for me, if it's not on my calendar, that is not happening. I could have the best intentions, but something books over it or whatever, I I don't pay attention to it and I move on. So these are some things I really just encourage you to do. So when when you are looking at how you can kind of evaluate, streamline, optimize your own life, Going to these next eight weeks, it's gonna really help you out. So streamlining those operations, you know, getting help in, getting a prepared plan in place so that the second that Black Friday hits, you are like rocking and rolling. You don't have to like start things from scratch. You have you're super optimized and your production line is in a good place. Outsource your life, get some help with your own life, and schedule some self-care or things that light you up. These are just things that I've done for myself and continue to put as a priority. So just to recap, because I feel like I talked a lot. I usually don't talk this much on my solo episodes, but let's go through it. Okay. We talked about identifying your top must-win products. We talked about evaluating your inventory levels for those to make sure that you are able to sell to your potential. We talked about evaluating your marketing not only with those top five products, but getting really crystal clear on the things that move the needle in your business. And then we talked about your customer experience. So how can you make it really easy for your customer to know exactly what you sell and exactly how to buy it and exactly when it's gonna get there? No questions asked. They're gonna give you their money and be so happy about it. (laughs) And then the last one, the fifth, is evaluating your life, streamlining and optimizing your own life so that you have a really awesome holiday. These are all things that completely tie back to your profit because the more you optimize that offering and you are able to get that message out to your customers about what you stand behind and your marketing is crystal clear and you've optimized how you're working and how you're functioning, you're focusing on those needle movers and you've aligned your life to that, craziness that's about to come you know it's about to be busy so do what you can do now to make it feel easier on the life side of things all of this ties back to your profit the better you feel the better you do and the better your business is your family will feel better everyone will be really prepared and just know what is coming for you it it helps all around it's a holistic thing it's not it's very hard to have balance in life but the more that you can set yourself up for success with some of these things that you know are coming, you'll be so much better off. So, that's my spiel for today. Come hang out with me inside the Buyer Side Club over on Facebook. I'll have the link in the show notes for you throughout Q4. There's going to be a lot of kind of conversation around this where I'm motivating, answering any questions that you have. Like I it's a really fun space and I would love for you to join me inside there. So, the Buyer Side Club on Facebook. Come hang out free fun place to hang out. You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Fisher coaching. And as always, if you're loving this podcast, please do me the best, biggest favor, (laughs) write a review, share it with your friends, somebody that would benefit from the conversation. And I will talk to you next week. I hope you guys have an awesome week. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. If you are loving the show, I would be so beyond grateful if you would rate and review the podcast and share it with one of your biz besties to help spread the word. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week. I'll be back to chat with you next Monday.